again. Yeet, 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 yeet. Okay, or more so like your, I really don't know how to say your, but I hear it literally every single day in New York. It's hilarious. But um, yes, it's me, Penny Anassi, and you are listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. So first, I want to start this podcast off by saying thank you so, 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 so much to everyone who listens to the podcast, everyone who reposted the podcast, and to all of those birthday wishes and just the support on the whole podcast launch and everything. It was like low-key overwhelming. I did not think that people would actually like listen to it, like that many people. I thought maybe like 10 motherfuckers would just like pull up and listen to it but like a lot of people did and a lot of people actually supported it and reposted it and I'm so grateful I love you all and I remember everyone who shows me love like I will never forget it trust me not saying I'm about to blow the fuck up or anything like that but I'm just saying like it means a lot to me in my personal life and just like it just warms my heart and I will never forget you guys like I promise. So throughout my career, why it means so much to me, like the podcast and everything, is like throughout my career, I have mainly worked for others, which has definitely brought so many opportunities, it's been like amazing and everything like that, and blessings and just like I've ta- I've learned so much. But there's like really no other feeling than doing something that's all you. Like this is my voice, this is who I am, this is what I want to say to the world, and it's literally my baby. And I felt like on my birthday and on the launch day that I just gave birth. Like I had a whole baby penny and it's just like here bitches here's my baby take care of it and you guys definitely did and I'm so I'm so happy and so grateful and it feels really really good to like let out something that like is your own and I feel Erica and like all the artists when they're like I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit it's like yes oh my gosh I really am I didn't know that feeling that much until now but thanks for listening because you are listening so yeah, so the best thing that you can do to continue like supporting me and as like one of my supporters is to share the podcast, continue to post it, not just not just like on the launch day, but if you like a quote from it, if you like an episode, post it on your story, I'll repost it, tweet me any quotes, and of course, please DM me or email me your pen pal letters. My email is karubo period anasi at gmail.com, K-E-R-U-B-O period a-N-A-S-S-I at gmail.com and just like word of mouth like word of mouth is the best promoter because it's genuine and it's real and share it if you like it don't share it just because it's me my podcast might not be for everyone like it's not supposed to be that way so if you fuck with it and you think someone else will fuck with it please share but anywho yes I'm here bitches let's get into episode dose two this episode is going to be a little bit different because I do not have a special guest. This is like my, um, I don't want to even call it a birthday episode, but it's just like my golden episode. So like there is no concrete theme. The theme is just golden. And um, I'm going to talk about myself a little bit more. And on some Jill Scott type shit, like being golden, being my best self. And that's what this episode will be about today. And of course, it's for you guys as well. story time guys um so one time I had a birthday party in college I believe it was my 21st 
it was at my first, not my first part, but one of my apartments in college called Aspen Heights. All my UTSA fam, I know you guys remember this. And it was like a glow-in-the-dark paint party, one of those where you wear like white and paint splash everywhere. And literally me and my cousin curated that shit to the T. Like we put paper on the walls. We got all the glow sticks. We got the paint. It literally, we turned our apartment into a whole ass rave, a whole rave. And we throw the best parties, me and my cousin Faye. Shout out to you, Faye. Um, But yeah, so what was supposed to be a simple party turned into some Project X type shit. And this was even before the movie came out, I think. Like it was like some crazy shit. So literally around midnight, hundreds of people showed up to this party that was supposed to be like pretty chill, maybe 30, 40 people. And I'm literally not exaggerating. My whole house was like a big ass function. I should have been charging people. Honestly, I would have made a coin. So the people who couldn't get in literally made their own party outside. It was crazy. I'm shocked that I didn't get a ticket or get in trouble. I was even outside of my own party at one point taking shots with only God knows who. Like, everyone was handing me bottles. I don't even know what I was drinking. I was so hungover the next day. And I danced on top of someone's Nissan Altima. I really cannot. It was a whole parking lot pimping situation. It was so crazy. If you went to UTSA and you remember this, please hit me up and let's kiki about it and laugh because it's like, I was thinking like, damn, what if I, like, I was just thinking on my birthday, like what I did for every birthday and that birthday was insane. One of my most insane birthdays and it goes down in the history books for sure. It was like almost littier than like the Greek parties and like all of like the normal parties. It was just like that. It was insane. But Yes, if you have any pictures or anything like that, send them to me, and I'm going to post them on For Your Thoughts Podcast um, Instagram, and y'all make sure to follow that, at For Your Thoughts Pod. So the point of that story was I always thought that a birthday wasn't a birthday without some type of turnt-ass celebration, but that's totally not the truth, and I figured that out this year because this year, literally all I did was pop a bottle of champagne, actually Prosecco, with my friend Lauren at midnight and we just talked and watched reality TV like shout out to you Lauren as well love you girl but that's literally all that I did and I woke up the next day went to pick up Wingstop because I love Wingstop lemon pepper all flats with ranch carrots and celery sticks fries extra crispy and fries extra seasoned Anywho, so I came home, ate my wings, and dropped my podcast and just sat there and I just received all the love and all the birthday wishes and my birthday honestly felt like Sabbath. I don't know if you guys know what the Sabbath is. It's a day of rest. It's Saturday. I was born, I mean not born, <laughs> what the fuck? I was um raised seven day Adventist and we so from Friday to Saturday, Friday at um sundown to Saturday at sundown, it's just like complete peace and you don't do anything but just reflect on your week and um, just kind of like pray and just relax and like it felt like Sabbath to me, honestly, my birthday. It was a true day of reflection on how on how far I've come as a woman and it was literally the best feeling ever. I just basked in myself and my life and it was littier than any club or section that any Nigerian man could ever buy me, okay? For real. So, and I was, and I was sober, so sober birthdays for the win, and honestly, it was super cool, and shout out to the Virgos, 
are amazing perfectionists overanalyzing but very caring selves we're the fucking shit Beyonce's a Virgo so don't y'all ever say anything about us okay okay so it really was like the best birthday ever and ever since my birthday I have been on this um unexplainable natural high ever since and I feel like this is really going to be what my whole year feels like or at least I hope and I pray um just golden in life, we have some feel-good years, and then we have some, like, really feel-shitty years, and that's honestly just the way it is. Every year is a blessing, though, because you're alive, and that's what I always hold on to. Even if I'm having a bad year, I look at it as, like, oh, this bad year is just preparing me for my best years ahead. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. That's life. And if you're mad at it, then you got to get together because you're going to be mad all your whole life. Big mad your whole entire life. Who wants to be big mad their whole life? Not I, said the cat. Not I. But, I, like I said, I just know this year is going to be really good. And here are a couple reasons why. It's basically like my updates on what's going on in my life and whatnot. I've been in New York for exactly a year on my birthday, basically. And so somehow I like I feel pretty acclimated now it takes like a long time if you ask anyone it takes a long time to transition from living in the south to New York and some people they don't last it's like oh fuck this shit it's too expensive I hate getting on the bus I hate these motherfucking rats I hate these urine ass niggas I cannot stand this but what I really do hate sidebar is walking down the street and men just thinking that they can just talk to you like I am minding my it's eight o'clock in the morning do y'all want to know what happened to me yesterday I was walking on the subway platform walking to work this man looked at me pulled out his phone and just pulled it I wish y'all could see like handed it out as if he was handing me a flyer but it was his phone thinking that was going to get my attention to talk to him and put my my whole beautiful number in his phone fuck out of here i was like really and i literally said fuck out of here now i used to be scared but now i just be saying shit under my breath i still don't say it that loud because hell nah but like they really have me messed up it's like why can i walk down the street in peace without your old raggedy ass trying to talk to me please stop but anyway back to my New York update it feels really good like I feel good here everything feels good and I'm just more acclimated basically also another thing so I moved here honestly because of work and to just up my game in my field and what I'm doing and I have been looking for a new position in the industry and I've held the secret in ever since I got it but I'm going to tell you guys, for, well, I told Instagram today because I couldn't hold it any longer. But I will be at SiriusXM for the fall, not with my own show or anything, but working on one of their talk shows. And I'm so excited. It is definitely a major step in my journey to be at one of the major broadcasting companies in talk radio. New York City is so competitive. And out of hundreds of applications, I was one of the chosen few for one of their top shows. So God is good. He's good. And I have been... Honestly, I've been turned down from so many TV, radio stations and just jobs, period, in the industry in Houston and in New York City. And crazy, I finally got my shot, like, here. Like, I just, you just can't stop. Like, can't stop, won't stop. Literally, because 
they've turned me, people have, what? Literally when they say like a hundred no's, one yes, it's the truth. Not only will I be doing that, but also I, on the side, I will be helping Vashi out. If you don't know who Vashi is, she's a really dope designer and DJ. She is amazing. One, I've looked up to her for so long and to be working side by side with her is amazing. So I'm going to be doing that on a regular basis. Um, I know a lot of people were like, why is you, why are you always with Vashi? Like what's going on? But yeah, she's so dope. And I am so appreciative for that, appreciative for the opportunity. And yes, and school's still on. I'm still in school. So basically, I'm going to die. Smiley face. Yeah, so I'm really excited for what's to come this year. And I will keep you guys updated on everything. Change is coming. And with that being said, let's get into our change segment. For today's change segment, I want to recognize Farron Fucci. Fucci is most known for styling our favorite bitch and sis, Rihanna. My soul sister, Janae Aoku, Aoku, can't, that's my sis and I can't even say her name right. My mouth is tripping. And the beautiful Bella Hadid and more. Beyond being one of our generation's most influential fashion and style icons, he recently just opened up about something extremely personal. He was diagnosed with HIV and AIDS this year, and I honestly want to send him all the love and light, all of it. If he were to ever hear this, I want to let him know that I am proud of him for opening up about such a taboo topic, especially a man who is affluent in this industry. More than 1.1 million people in the U.S. are living with HIV today, and one in seven of them do not know it. Gay, bisexual, and basically men who have sex with men are affected by this the most, and it's honestly not talked about enough, especially in pop culture. As the world and mainstream media continues to support the LGBTQIA community, I feel as though it is also important to talk about this issue. I was so disgusted to see how the media talked about this. Like, it was insane, like... They really love you one day and they hate you. As soon as they find some dirt on you, or not even dirt, that's not dirt, but as soon as they find something perceived as negative on you, they will let it out and just try to destroy you. I still can't figure out why. Why is that a thing? It's so dangerous, but that's how it's been, and let's try to change that. It's not the 90s anymore. HIV and AIDS can actually be treated with medication if found early. It's not the same, like they tried to make this whole taboo disease in the media earlier on. Of course, they didn't know much about it or they claim they didn't know much about it, but there's ways to treat it, honestly. So it's way more common than one may think. It's just the fact that people aren't coming out and saying that they have it. But trust me, so many people have it, honestly, so many. We honestly, we have all not used a condom before. If we're going to keep it real, raw sex just feels kind of better. Not saying, not promoting that at all, but it's just a real fact like that most people enjoy raw sex better. If I'm wrong, please let me know. And when you're getting it in, sometimes mistakes happen. You don't put the condom on sometimes, and it just you just slip up. Babies happen, STDs happen, things just happen. But you got to put it on. <laughs> I, but I just love that he spoke his truth, and it was just really random. He tweeted it, and he just said it, and it was like, and 
he was like he had been really down and whatnot and he had something to say and he just said it and I just hope he's living his best life and just living his truth and taking care of himself. So um, that's why he's a change of for the month for being so brave and truthful and like real. Like people claim that they're truthful and all this and this and that. And once some they don't share like the real, real, real things that people just take to their grave. You know what I'm saying? But all in all, I want this to be a reminder to everyone to know their status. Go to the doctor. Go to the clinic if you can't go to the doctor. It's not as scary as you think. They're really, really nice. And they take, like, take care of yourself. And always protect yourselves because anything can happen. Anything. And I also want to say that having HIV and AIDS is not a death sentence. Modern medicine has grown, and there are ways to live a great life while being HIV positive. It isn't the end of the world. You can still have a relationship. You just be open take care of yourself, and just be aware of your, your body and everything like that. So much love to him, and let's move on to my two cents. So for my two cents this week, I'm going to get a little bit more psychological on you guys. I mean, it is the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. So you signed up for this. But yeah, I want to talk about groupthink. The term groupthink caught my attention years ago, and I've had a weird obsession with just the thought that people don't think for themselves. And honestly, people don't think for themselves, even though they claim they do. They don't. Um, by definition, groupthink is a psychological phenomenon that occurs with, within a group of people in which the desire for harmony or conformity in the group results in an, in an irrational or dysfunctional decision-making outcome. So, it's basically when a group of people get together or just group people period, because we're always together as humans, start thinking collectively, like with one mind. The group is more concerned with maintaining unity than with objectively evalu evaluating their situation, alternatives, and options, which is basically you're in a group right and just to keep the peace or just to not stand out or be different you go along with what everyone else is saying you can do this in a classroom you can do this at work you can do this with your friends you can this happens like everywhere it happens even like as a human race we do that a lot so I made dismantling toxic groupthink a major part of my brand's mission statement because I feel as though we have all felt victim to it in one situation or another, and we really don't think much about it because it's like you can't see it directly affecting you. You're just like, oh, I'm just going along with whatever's happening, and I haven't even taken the time to think, oh, do I even really just fuck with this, or is this even what I think, or is this even what I want to do, or is it just easy because everyone else is doing it? You get what I'm saying? So some examples of groupthink are my favorite one, everyone hating the Kardashians because that's what we're supposed to do. I fuck with the world. I fuck with everybody. I fuck with human beings. Like there's not one human being that I would ever judge because I am not God and I don't do that. So and with the Kardashians, I honestly have no problem with them. I just don't fight me. 
but we've been taught to hate them and everyone just hates them because like I feel like a baby will pop out and be like fuck you Kylie like and just was born came out the womb and was already like fuck the Kardashians it's just a thing it's a thing to do and they're smart they make their bread off of it and y'all are just some haters if you do but anyways another example is like the bystander effect when you so if you were to see someone on the train or wherever that needs help but nobody helps them so you decide not to help because you don't want to be that first person to help that's like under the umbrella of like groupthink or another example in the workplace when it's time to make a decision and if the majority agrees with with decision a but you low-key feel like decision b is the best but don't want to really say anything because you're ready to clock out or you just don't want to look stupid or you don't want to get your ideas shut down. So you just kind of go with the flow. That's a group thing too. Mm-hmm. Unless you just don't care about that job. If you don't care, it's whatever. But if it's something that can change the world or just, you know, make somebody's day better, then maybe you should care. But yeah, it's no one's fault really that we fall custom and victim to groupthink we really don't think much about it like I said earlier unless it's like we're just passionate about it and even then sometimes we don't it's built and ingrained into most cultures and societies and the media normally is what's used to push one perspective or way of thinking which causes us to not take the time to think for ourselves on situations or different topics A majority of us are afraid to voice our true thoughts if it's not the same as everybody else's. As humans, we, and this is because as humans, we have like an innate need to belong and just be somewhere, especially if your family doesn't give you that sense. Families are messed up. Like you just want to belong. That's why I relate. That's why you get a boyfriend. You just want to belong to something or someone. That's why we join groups, sororities, like organizations, like that's why because we just want that sense and that's just a natural like psychological thing and an innate thing we get confused and we think that we don't belong if we don't agree with people around us but that's not true you still belong you still my nigga i just don't agree with you unless you're saying something ridiculously stupid but you're just saying that from your level of consciousness so honestly we still cool The true rock stars and the true people who just shine, not even just on the outside, but from the inside out, are the people who go against the grain and go with their heart, like, and speak their mind no matter what's going on around them. And I pray and I hope that I will become or am one of those people. From a long time ago, I felt and observed, like, this whole group thing phenomenon. Um, I've had hella girlfriends and girl squads, my bitches, my ride or dies. And sometimes in friend cliques, you know, especially prematurely in high school and early college, we tend to sway and all think the same way about things, even though our heart might feel a different way. Like if one girl beefs with someone else and you really have no beef with her, you might beef with that person that your friend is beefing with just because your girl is beefing with them. You know what I'm saying? Even though your experience with that person was positive, they might, like, you got to be loyal, quote unquote, or whatever you call it, um, and just kind of like not rock with somebody who your friend doesn't rock with. That's another form of groupthink, but I mean, that's what it is. We got to belong, right? 
It didn't take me long to realize that I don't really fall victim to groupthink. Um, I would feel weird and anxious whenever I would cooperate with an idea or action that I deep down didn't really fuck with. Like Kanye said, they don't sit right with my spirit. They don't sit right with my spirit. Like, it, it just don't sit right with my spirit. If something does not sit right with Penny's spirit, she does not do it. It could be anything. It could be a job. It could be anything. I will cold turkey a lot of things just because I just can't. I'm working on a better way to, like, leave from things that I don't mess with other than cold turkey. So, yeah, I'm working on that. That's definitely a flaw. I just back away, but I just can't do it. But yeah, I've always moved with my heart and did things a little bit differently. Everyone would always say like, I'm super, t I'm way too nice. Like I have way too many friends. Um, are you fake? Cause you have all those friends. Like, no, I actually love all these people. And I fuck with all these people for who they truly are. Not what the world has done to them. Not what you think they are or whatever, just for who I see and for what the greatness that I see in. Them. So bitch, what? I continued to act the way that I felt was right for me. Whether it was in school, with work, my family, I literally would not go to my church because I didn't like it, found my own. Um, even though everybody was going, nope, I don't feel it, I'm not going. I don't like this job, I'm not going. <laughs> um, you don't like that girl? Oh, but she cool though, I'm going. Like, what? Anywho, my family, um, organizations, whatever, school, I just kind of just process things my own way. But thinking back on it, I honestly had some lonely and depressing times behind that because I was the only one doing what I was doing or in those thoughts or whatever. But in the end, it's actually liberating because it's like, oh, wow, well, okay, you went your own way, but it's your way. What other way is there to go other than yours? Ain't no other way. And the reason why groupthink even exists is because it creates order. Like, if everyone was doing all kind of things, there would be no control over us whatsoever. So we have to all kind of have some of the same mindsets and, some, and make the same decisions and whatnot. But it doesn't help when it comes to, to the development of your true self creativity and making better decisions and like innovative innovative decisions and just changing shit up for the better like if we all thought the same way forever nothing will ever change who's going to be that one person to say hey i like that and all but what if we tried it this way since all these other ways aren't working that we've been trying for millions and billions of years it takes those people those rock stars to like really change some shit up. And that's why we love artists. That's why we love like certain type, certain people, Gandhi, certain like thought leaders because they, they switched the game up. Ain't no group think over there, honey. I've even seen group think go down on social media. Like there's no way in hell that we all feel the same way about certain things. But for some reason, it seems as though we do. Like, when something goes down and someone's about to get canceled and Twitter's in a frenzy, and ult ultimate cancellation time, 
do you personally go and do like your own research, make up your own mind with your own moral compass on whether or not you want to cancel this person or not? Or do you just hop into the convo for jokes and to feel included when you really don't know what the fuck is going on or don't even care to like look? That's another version of it. Can't stand it. So all in all, how do we move forward and discover new and dope ways of doing things and being if we're stuck on the same old thing that might not be working or might not be the best? This thought made me think about Kanye and his reaching approach to everything, humanity, politics, culture. I personally, personally feel as though his end goal is the same as any good person true equality and peace that's all that he wants on all spectrums race um for his freaking shoes everything okay but his way is his way of getting there is foreign as fuck to everyone even me i was like wait hold on hold on kanye what's going on but i get it like i really do get it and i'm going to expand on that on another episode not this one but just know that he just wants some true peace and equality and he's just speaking I feel as though he's just speaking from his true true heart and people don't speak from that place yeah I'll get into Kanye later because this episode is going to be way too long but he's good he good he good in my book for sure so think for yourself Everyone's always talking about, do you, boo-boo, do you, but a lot of y'all motherfuckers are mentally just doing each other. (laughs) Don't be afraid to truly do you in all aspects of life. I really think it's worth it. Wait, one more thing. This is just random. Since when was it wrong to apologize? Since when was that corny? When Kanye apologized to Drake over some beef that was real petty that we probably don't even know what it was, everybody was on Twitter. A lot of people were like that he was weak for apologizing and da da da. da. I'm like, when was that? When has that ever been weak? Somebody fessing up to their wrongs. Get y'all life. Just get it. Get it. Grab it all together. Cause I can't. Okay. I cannot. Leave that man alone. We're going to go into the question and answer, which is my pen pal letters. Thanks for writing me, y'all. Like, please write me more, everyone. It's going to be anonymous. I'm going to figure out a way that I can make it anonymous also so that I can really get this shit popping because y'all scary. But here's the first question. I want to manage artists, but I feel as though all of the artists that I have worked with do not take it as seriously as I do. They are super talented and I have so much and they have so much potential and are trying to grow as artists and figure it out just like I am as an artist man as an artist manager. But how do we do this cohesively? I see that you've had your hand in helping local artists out and you've done a great job. What should I look for in an artist and how do I know if they are worth me putting in my effort and into? Signed, I just want to be great. Okay, with this, if you really, really, first off, do you really, really want to be an artist manager and know all that goes into that, first off? 
that is literally like your whole world is someone else's world for the most part and um, you have to be okay with that and you are risking it all for one person. So first off, do you really want to do this? You know, what goes into it and are you ready for like the nitty and the gritty because it's not easy. I know everybody nowadays because of social media, I think, just wants to be like in art and media. I don't know what that what that's about, but it's like mm, everyone just thinks that it's so like easy, accessible and cool and it's become this weird wave and it's annoying, but make sure you're not on that wave. I don't think you are because you're asking real questions, but just make sure. I would say if you truly love that, like truly believe in whatever talent that this person has and you're like, this can go to the top and it does something for you spiritually and you're just like, yes, I would rock out with them as much as you can. But one thing is you can only help them as much as they want to help themselves. That's another thing. Artists literally expect everyone to do something for them. That's not how it works. Kanye was out here taking his ad. Kanye, J. Cole, Jay-Z, all of these top rappers were out here and artists pitching their stuff, pitching themselves, and then they got a manager. Nowadays, it's like, oh, like let me get a manager when I haven't even dropped a single yet. No, what the fuck? What the hell? <laughs> What, you, what do you have a manager for when you don't even, like, need one? A manager is there when things get, of course, have, like, someone advising you and helping you, you know, bouncing off ideas, like, of course. But to have an actual manager and it's, like, not even time yet or you don't even have your vision together yet or whatever, then it's not. That's not it. Unless you just create, unless you just found someone who just can make you some money and, and is just, like, really trendy and you know it's popping, get that money. Get it for real. Um, and don't stress yourself out too much about it. Do as much as you possibly humanely can and let it be. Let them rock. Let the, They're always going to do what they want to do as artists. So do that. And if you truly believe in them, do that. Because in the end, if it works and you guys make it or whatever the case may be, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Like that is like a life gem. And then also on the other hand, it can't. So it's up to you. Do you want to make that risk? Um, do you believe in that person, like who they truly are as a person on the inside, minus all their bullshit and as an artist? Um, and what you should look for in, in an artist is somebody who has their own vision, who's new. Like, I feel like the artists that really last, they were their own selves. They were nobody else but their own and there can never be another one of them. Kanye, Beyonce, Jay-Z. Now, like, I love Black. Yeah, so Black. I feel like he literally has his own sound even though it might be, t of course, everything is not super, nothing's new under the sun, but it's not, It it's just, it sounds like his own, and that's it. Erica Badu sounds like her own. People just sound like, people that just sound like their own, those are the ones, okay? And whatever message that you guys like, whatever you're trying to push out into this world, if they're all about that, that's cool. That's what I would look for personally in an artist and what I've all like I work with people who are super talented and super driven and like they love their shit they want to get this shit out they're sensitive about their shit and I'm just there to help them and back them up to be another voice because artists can be so critical on themselves also so you have to be that voice let them know like you are that nigga like your shit is dope your shit is motherfucking flame fire and you better know it and you better put it out tomorrow with three Instagram posts okay and a video and a visual 
but the same thing. But y'all know what I'm trying to get at here. Like that's like your job. So is it is it worth the risk? What are you risking? Are they are they are they worth it? So that's what I have to say about that. Um, next question. So I was talking to an amazing guy for like six months. We met at work and we literally were the best of friends. We talked intimately, but more than anything, we were friends. I thought everything was going well and was just going with the flow. And then he went ghost on me. Oh, hell nah. Nathan from Insecure. It's like Nathan from Insecure. I can't believe he ghosted. He better come back. I have a feeling that he's just Nathan. Sidebar, Nathan from Insecure. I have a feeling that he's never going to come back. He's just going to be like that nigga that you just wanted real, real bad. And he just was just ghost. Wow. Anyway, one day I was scrolling through my Instagram, doing my daily check-ins, and I saw a post that shook my draws. He had a whole post dedicated to a girlfriend that he has had for six years. Hell to the na-na. Mm-mm-mm. mm 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 I have no idea what to do and my feelings are hurt. I was over the relationship we had and I was moving forward after he ghosted me. But now that I see this, I'm hurt that someone who I thought was a friend would keep that from me. What should I do? Signed, what the fuck? What the fuck is right, honey? How dare? How dare he? But to be honest, I feel like he had this girlfriend all all along or maybe they broke up or maybe they were on a break six years is a long time at this age or i don't know what age you are but six years is a long time so people take breaks in between fights happen that might have been his ultimate wifey and it took some time to figure it out and you were just in that process of him figuring that out should he say something um he probably is terrified because it's like oh my gosh you have a girlfriend but it's like it's life that's what happened. He didn't do you dirty. Well, he ghosted, which is very dirty. But um, you guys never talked about being official. You guys never had any talks about being boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that. Um, but as your friend, he definitely is wrong for not saying anything. But as you, as his friend, um, why don't you reach out? Reach out to him and be like, yo, like, I'm not mad or anything, but I'm just kind of hurt that you had a girlfriend this whole time. Like, were you cheating on her with me? What was going on? And, like, let him explain it to you and take whatever he says for what it is. Don't come at him sideways or mad because he's not yours. It still sucks, and but it's just reality. And you're just a part of, like, his process, obviously. Um, and he ghosted you probably so he wouldn't hurt you. He probably still wanted to hit you up. Like, does he still like your pictures? If he does, that's definitely what it was. So... That's my advice to you, Shorty Lolo. That's crazy. Ugh. Keep me posted on that one. Um, we're going to go into peace of mind after that because we definitely need a woo-saw because how dare that motherfucker do that to her. I want to acknowledge the death of Mac Miller. Rest in peace to him. It's insane that his latest single is called Self-Care. And, like, we never realize how bad people are hurting until suicide happens. The most joyous of people are the are sometimes the ones who are hurting the most. Like, they're that joyous because they're overcompensating or just trying to be that way. And the mind is a tricky-ass thing. I, I keep telling y'all. So the whole check on your strong friend thing is cool and all, but are y'all really doing that? 
check on all of your friends, not just the strong ones. Don't just check on them. Like, just just be there. Because deep and dark feelings are so hard to express. Even that one friend who's always telling you that they're sad or whatever, or like telling you um, their business about men or whatever, women, just telling you, just talking shit all the time about their life and complaining. Those aren't even like the saddest ones. The saddest ones are the ones who are real quiet. Because like, though deep, dark feelings like that are, they are inexplainable, right? So... Like I said, the happiest, most loving people are facing demons that no one would ever understand. And I also want to send my love to Ariana Grande and to anyone who calls themselves and to anyone who calls himself blaming her for his death. You're a fucking idiot. Okay? Like, fuck off. Depression and addictions are a battle of self, and nobody can save you from that but yourself. And sometimes you can't even save yourself. And that's how we see these suicides and things happen. I feel like he's at peace now. But for this peace of mind, I want to share some of my personal self-care tips in honor of Mac Miller um, and his latest single, Self-Care, like, and what gives me peace of mind. Number one, working out. Um, and I have not worked out in a long time, and I need to, Okay. But working out, I like I'm really I'm a skinny heifer and people always ask me why I work out. It's because it makes me feel like a million bucks. I literally float after a workout. I'm floating over you hoes after a workout. It clears my mind like nothing else and meditation as well. I listen to after I work out I, or sometimes just when I just meditate, I, I meditate with Deepak Chopra affirmations and like soundtracks. He just says all these amazing affirmations that just make me aligned with my relationships, with my friends, my family, um, and my boyfriend and everything, and just like complete zen for about 30 minutes. Just I just breathe in, breathe out. I'm not an expert meditator, but I love meditating to like actual affirmations. So Deepak Chopra, just get on iTunes, Spotify, whatever, uh, search his name and just sit there. Start at 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. The monks be in there for three to four hours meditating. So just start off slow and then gradually make your way up. Okay, so number one, working out. Number two, vitamins. Oh my gosh, I was diagnosed with adult ADD post-college. I probably had that my whole life and had no idea why I was so batshit. But uh, yeah, Adderall gets on my last nerves and it makes me not feel like myself sometimes. So vitamins are what I do and they're my go-to. A lot of people who are depressed are honestly just lacking nutrients in their body and they have low serotonin. And um, just figure out, go to the doctor, get your vitals checked and see if you have low iron or low serotonin or whatever the case may be. So I take vitamin D because I'm not outside as much, um, and I should be, as much as I should be. And um, when I did my vitals, I was low on vitamin D. And vitamin D is so important to have in your body. It helps produce important chemicals and nutrients for a healthy blood and brain flow. So when you're feeling foggy and just weird, you know sometimes you just feel fucking weird and you go outside for a little bit and you feel normal again? That's because of the sun. Like, all these things are natural, and that's what actually is heal it will heal you so get your vitamin d supplements if you need them a little extra never hurt nobody 
and I also take iron because I'm low on iron. A lot of Kenyan people and just even like I've noticed like a lot of like dark skin women are like have low iron and that can make you lethargic and literally depressed if you don't have enough iron. So make sure you have enough of that. And I also take a vitamin called St. John's Worth, which promotes positive mood and releases serotonin naturally as well. And I take B12, which is the goat of all goats. It's literally been saving my adult ADD mind, to be honest, and it gives me so much natural, non-jittery energy. I can't drink coffee. It makes me crazy. Like, it makes me just jittery and just off the walls. I talk already too much, and I would just really will not never stop talking. And plus, be anxious and have jitters. No one has time. So... I'll do like green tea sometimes and um, matcha maybe. That's borderline almost coffee sometimes for me. But B12 is the best natural energy. And I heard B12 and activated charcoal after a hangover saves lives with a bunch of water. So someone try it out. Um, And also CBD oil. (sighs) So I don't smoke. I cannot get high because... I get too paranoid. But I heard about CBD oil, which is basically cannabidiol oil without the THC. And people use it for a lot of health reasons, mainly for epilepsy. People that have epilepsy, they use it. People that um, joint pains, asthma, literally all kind of things has been cured with CBD. Dogs will have seizures, and I you place CBD oil in their mouth, and they stop. YouTube it. But um, yeah, I've been using CBD oil, um, which is amazing. It just like helps me focus. It doesn't feel like you don't even feel like you have anything in your body. It's just like a nice, cool, calm, no anxiousness, no nothing. Just a nice, chill, beautiful, great mood, focused and ready to go. That CBD but yeah, CBD oil is great. Hit me up if you want to know like more about that and like where you can get it from, where I get mine from. And um, I've literally researched all vitamins. My mom is, like, obsessed with vitamins, too. Um, And I've gone through a bunch of them. And, like, the last two months, those two have been my go-tos. And I feel the best. I told y'all earlier, golden as fuck. So, um, yeah, let me know, like, what vitamins and supplements that you guys use. And if you have any questions, please let me know. Um, This is the end of my solo podcast for the day. I hope you guys enjoy just listening to my ass. Um, Next time will be Girl Squad, and I will have my friends Thorne and Leigh with me to talk about hella shit. It's going to be really, really good. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, rate, review, all that cool stuff. Share it, all that cool stuff. Follow For Your Thoughts Pod. You have been listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. Ow.